Hey, Scott and John here with Bible Mysteries. We want to thank you for being a listener, but we'd love to invite you to become a subscriber. Absolutely. This will only help us to expand the amount of people that we're able to reach and show the secrets in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. And if you subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast, you get some great benefits. Access to every current episode, the full thing, even with our interviews and any special events we do. Plus, we have downloadable show notes. We have our community forum and Slack that you can join. And we have our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter. So for just $7 a month, you can help support us get the word out and defeat the satanic global elite. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 134 from Wrapped Conspiracy, interview with Josh Monday. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hey, welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. I'm very honored to reintroduce to you Josh Mundy. Uh, I say reintroduce because Josh and I recorded an interview last year, and <laughs> technical gremlins and Satan got involved, and we're having to redo it again. So, Josh, really appreciate you uh, coming <laughs> back and uh, willing to, to do this with us, okay? No problem. Thank you for having you, me. You bet. Let me give you a little uh, rundown for people that may not know you. Josh Mundy is the host with his brother, Jason, of the Josh Mundy Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. And this podcast is two brothers exposing the evil we face in this world. They cover conspiracy theories and show the audience how it relates to the Bible, which is what I love about your show. Uh, Josh Mundy is a Christian rapper and an Army vet, veteran. His uh, co-host, Jason, is also a Christian and a father and devoted husband. And you will see a variety of different podcast hosts come through and be guests on a show. Uh, I've had the privilege and the honor of being on the show with uh, your roundtable. With I feel uh, totally unqualified to be there with some of your amazing guests. You're definitely qualified, but, man. <laughs> well, thank you for that. But uh, he also had not only Bible experts, but rap artists, pastors, and other subject matter, uh, matter experts that are just servants of the Lord and have a heart for the Lord. Uh, I'm going to post all of Josh's links in the show notes, but Josh has a YouTube channel where you can also hear his music, and we've got support websites where you can donate to the ministry. So, Josh, welcome back to Bible Mysteries. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you you definitely, um, you, you bring a, an awesome perspective to the show, and, um, you know, it's it's great whenever you come on, you know, and, and we're going to have another one on, um, should be out on May 8th uh, on the Book of Daniel. You know, so I, I believe That's, it's good. To, it's great to bring these these awesome minds together uh, and just let let you guys go, because, um, you know, sometimes there's a little difference on on a uh, on a certain subject. But you guys all do a great job at at uh, at working it out. And I love it. 
<laughs> oh, I do too. And I got to tell you, if there was ever a, a proof of a evidence of the verse where iron sharpens iron, that round table is one because I've, I've never left one of those episodes with <laughs> without reconsidering some thoughts and going, wow, I never thought of that, you know. And uh, so, but just, but all the input, both, and not to your guests, but you and Jason provide makes me go, okay, there's another way to look at that, you know, a new perspective. So uh, I'd like to start off, Josh, just uh, asking you to do what we did last time when we couldn't save the recording that got somehow eaten up in the, in the other there. But uh, talk to me about how you came to be saved, and then we'll get into how you started your podcast. Okay. So, well, my dad, he, he, he was, uh, he raised us as to reading the Bible, but the thing is he, he was like, uh, into smoking weed and stuff like that. So, uh, he would, uh, you know, he would be, he'd be high trying to tell us to read the Bible. So it's kind of like a <laughs> hypocritical, right. But mm. we, uh, he taught us about conspiracies. He taught us about like the Illuminati, about like the, the banking system, you know, Rothschilds and all that stuff when I was young. So we kind of right. knew that there was the opposite end of, of, uh, of the spectrum from what the government and, 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 and what, what they're telling us. So we went through school and everything. And, uh, I, I basically, I veered off, you know, at the age of 14, my parents got divorced. I veered off from, from reading the Bible and more went to party land from like 14 all the way to like 23, you know, just, I, I became a, a rapper and, uh, I was basically just going to clubs and ho hosting like hot body contests, all that stuff. So I was totally off from, excuse me, from, from living like as a Christian. So mm. at like 24, uh, I, I, I thought about joining the military and I didn't join yet. Me and my wife kind of, uh, actually I met my wife and we, we, you know, we just, we, we got married, uh, we got married, uh, like six years later, but basically I went to the, to the, to the military because I was, I didn't want to be partying anymore. I wanted to try to like get my life together. And I felt like the military could strip all that civilian away from me and, and kind of build me up physically and build me up mentally. But, um, at the same time I was, I started reading the Bible and getting into God. So uh, going to Calvary Chapel, um, Raul Reese's church, uh, Calvary Chapel, um, Golden Springs out here in uh, uh, in Diamond Bar. So mm. my wife was like, let's go to start going to church. And we started doing that. And basically the, the mixture of the physically strong, mental strong and the uh, and spiritually strong all together at once made it so that I just quit all the stuff that I had. I, I was smoking cigarettes. I was dipping. Uh, dipping is like chewing tobacco. I was uh, drinking, you know, I would come home from work and be like, oh, I deserve a beer. I deserve this, whatever. You know, how men are just very naive, <laughs> right? Masters of justification, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very naive. I deserve this. I deserve this lottery ticket. I deserve, no, man, honestly, uh, God just started just breaking away all the, breaking the chains away, basically, for me. Um, I had drugs in, in my life at one time as well, you know, and he broke that chain away, which is a very tough one to break. Um and uh, he just shed all that stuff away. You don't need marijuana. You don't need alcohol. You don't need this. And and, and it just happened slowly. It's not like it happened overnight. And I'm just, oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm saved and I'm the best guy ever. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's just it took slowly to break it away. And uh, I think the I think the combination of all that together happening at once uh, where I where I was able to learn discipline from the army uh, mm -hmm. to and then physically weight training and then physically running and then doing all this different stuff all at once. God just molded me and shaped me into what I am today. And I thank him for that. Thank, thank you, Lord, Amen. because um, it, it, it made me a soldier for him now and, uh, and, and, it, and helped me to uh, have, have discipline, basically, in my walk with God. 
where which I which I didn't have before at all. I didn't have any discipline. You know, I just uh, yeah. It's almost like you're, you're 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 committing suicide day by day because you're just dipping, you're smoking, you're slowly killing your body with right. the alcohol, the drugs, and you don't realize it. You know, so it's just um, I think the combination of of the the shock of the the basic training and all that stuff <laughs> just made me. Uh, it just changed me as an individual and I, I, I used it for my walk with God and it helped me tremendously. Amen. Well, I'll tell you, your military um, discipline training probably helps you with the fact that this, our audience doesn't know this, but it's very early. You're in California, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's very early where you are, which explains why my co-host John is not with us today. Uh, because of the early hour to work around your schedule, yeah. but your dedication, yeah, ready for the yeah, early podcast. <laughs> that's right. Your dedication to your family, uh, you you can do what you do. Thank God because of your discipline, and and so praise God that He gave you that too. But uh, let me ask you just to follow up on the on your testimony there. That obviously all these contributing factors helped you with with your with your military experience coming to realize you know, that, that drugs and whatever things were influencing your life were, were, were a suicide, slow, slow suicide yeah. over time. And yeah. also your wife clearly would have had some impact. And then um, your father, you mentioned too, but wh- where was the point that, you know, everybody has that moment that I, I don't know what you want to call it, an aha moment, the or rock bottom. That, that point where you realize, you know what, this can't work for me. And you, you came to the saving knowledge of trusting Christ. But many of us, not that we had a, you know, a, a down in the gutter experience, because not everybody gets saved the same through the same experiences. But do you recall that moment in time when you realize this, I, I need, I need help. I need a savior. Well, there was two moments. Basically one of the moments was when I was not in the military. It was before I joined uh, where I just went, went and I, and I, Basically, just bowed down before the Lord, and, and I put everything at the cross. Uh, it was it was a moment where, you know, uh, where you do the the sinner's prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. He just called called you up an altar call. He called the. I, I went to a church a lot, a lot where he kept asking that, and and uh, I I think honestly, when you're doing drugs or you're doing certain things, I do believe that a demon attaches to you, you know, and you're just it's just mm-hmm. telling you not to go, not to go. And I kept feeling that feeling like not to go. And my wife kept like nudging me like, hey, go. My wife was really awesome about um, saying, hey, this is the way you need to go to stop all this stuff. You know, you need Mm -hmm. to go to church to God. And I was the one that when I first got with her was the one like, hey, we need to go to church. We need to go to church. But I started messing up. And 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 she finally, once I did the altar call, uh, I'm not saying that's what saved me 100 percent. I know that when you do the sinner's prayer, it doesn't take just that. But when I did that, I just felt like that was like a weight lifted off my shoulder and I felt it. And then also when you go to basic training, uh, what happens to you? I was like a popular kid in high school. I was always like, you know, I was a salesman before I, before I joined the military. So I was always talkative and they stripped something from me that I I never had happen. I never had anybody just drill me like the drill sergeants were doing to me because I was 28 when I went in. And also I had that attitude of, I like to talk and I like to have fun and smile but this is serious business when you get into yeah. this. So yeah. I was even writing letters to my dad saying, hey, dad, there's no, you know, God is not here. This is like of the devil. They're treating me so bad. And I realized that there's a reason for that, right? They want to make sure that when you go downrange, you're able to handle that. And they want to sift out the people that are weak from the ones that are that are strong and then keep yeah. them, right? So um, so you, once you realize that, but that's that's what happened. I, I went to church there, and I was craving church because I felt like literally like the way that the drill sergeants teach you or treat you is 
is uh, is of the devil at that time but i know now yeah. it's 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 for discipline but anyways so that's my 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 two aha moments and then also when i went on deployment and i went downrange to uh to kuwait i just uh i literally was in a mode where i would just it was 12 hours of work right 6 days a week so i was in a mode where i was just in the mornings i was working out and on Sundays I had off, I would go to church and then I, I had six days of work. So I was just balancing all that. And, and, and I had no distractions whatsoever. I didn't have, I didn't have any women distractions. I didn't have anything like that. My, my wife, obviously I was just focused on her, focused on weight training, focused on uh, physical training, focused on God, focused on work. And that's it for a whole entire year. I was eating super healthy out and I was just doing that every day. And I was just thinking this whole year is going to be a cleanse of all the stuff I've done the last, you know, 27 years. It's going to oh, cleanse yeah. me. Oh, and, that's and cool. That's, that's really what helped me. And, and I'm not saying that you have to diet and all that, but what it is, is like, I think that combination of everything together helps you with your walk because when the, when the demons and the devil like wants to try to start tempting you and tempting you, if you, if your flesh, if you're saying no to your flesh on certain things, like, Hey, I'm just going to get up. I'm just going to work out. Even though your, your flesh is like, go to sleep, stay to sleep. You know, uh, your spirit is like, get up, you know? And then once you dedicate yourself to that, I think it helps you. Even Paul says that in the Bible, that physical training helps you little, you know, obviously spiritually, it helps you a lot, but it, it, it built me up a certain way to when I got out, uh, got back from deployment, I had a whole different mindset. Even my wife was like, you totally changed. I told her, no matter what we're going to do the gym, no matter what, I'm going to eat healthy, no matter what I'm going to do this. And I just continued that on after, even after I got out of the army and, um, I'm not eating super healthy like I was before, but I'm still, you know, continuing the weight training and doing the best I can with these kids. <laughs> it's yeah, hard yeah. when you got kids to eat healthy, you know, just to be honest, but. Oh, I, absolutely. It's hard when you don't have kids to eat healthy to me, yeah, to, to me yeah. anyway, <laughs> especially when you come from South Louisiana and you'll eat anything that won't eat you first. <laughs> I went to Louisiana before too. And yeah, they have amazing food. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll spoil you for sure. Well then uh, that, that, thank you for sharing that. And, and I know that um, uh, I think what you're, what you're sharing is not dissimilar to what many people go through, where it's almost like the Lord breaks us to prepare us yeah. how he wants to use us. And you, you made it, I, I went through a breaking period in my life, completely different than yours, but you could just see how the Lord will let you get to that stage uh, and make you realize you need him and, and, and yeah. he can use you, you know? And, I, and he took my rap career too. And he, he changed, he flipped it on me while I was deployed too. the, uh, the uh, uh, the pastor had a had a uh, a talent contest and it was over at like another camp it was called Camp Beering. I was at Camp Arif John, but he he's he's like everybody keeps telling me that you rap, and I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, well, do you want to be in the talent contest? I'll I'll have you flown over, or I'll have you picked up, and I'll take you over to this other camp, and you could do it. I was like, okay, so um, that also changed changed me because I was like, all right, well now. What, what are you representing now? You know, are you going to go up there and try to rap about whatever you used to rap about? Are you going to, are you going to concentrate on God? Yeah. So God uh, just took me and said, Hey, you might be able to use your talents for this, you know? And, and that's what I did. I made a song basically about God and basically mixing the army with God. So people understood. And I won the talent contest and everybody was like, uh, kind of gave me that boost where it's like, Hey, you could talk about God. And still make you know make rap. You don't need to be secular. So that also changed my direction with my music, and also lit a fire to do my music. Also, you know, and and also 
catapulted me into doing podcasting basically. So that's something God, yeah. I think was like, Hey, I could use your sales talent, you know, for, for, you know, for talk, speaking. And also I could use your, your rap talent for me. So I think that's another thing that happened to me while I was deployed too. That was like an aha moment where I was like, Hey, I could just, I, I immediately came back from deployment and started going to the studio recording and, and making music for God. And then that catapulted me into making like a conspiracy song where, where I got on podcast and mm -hmm. then, and then it kind of pulled me into doing this, you know? That, so that, that, the God. conspiracy song sort of opened up the door for the podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was just sharing it. What I did, I was just sharing it with every single person I knew on Instagram. I would share it with like all the conspiracy podcasts, the Christian podcasts, everything. And then finally somebody bit and was like, hey, you want to hop on our show? And what I noticed when I was on the show is I was mixing conspiracy with the Bible. I would like, I would do the conspiracy show for them, but I would always relate it to the Bible and show them that it's not about just... There's there's an answer to the to the right. rabbit hole that you're in, and that's obviously it's God, it's Jesus, it's the way, the truth, the life. It's not just you don't just need to jump into a rabbit hole and never find the answer. You keep on going to each one and never find the answer. Is always it relates to God. It relates to God versus Satan and everything that we do, right? So yeah, everything just, points back to to the cross. And you're amen. you're right. There's so many conspiracy um, advocates, if I can use the term, out there, many of whom are not saved, and and it's it's staggering to me how their mind must be because you and I as believers see the conspiracies and we can tie it, like you said, back to the Bible and we see the hope the Lord's yeah. coming back. Revenge is coming. The, the, the restoration Amen. is coming, the renewal and the other conspiracy theorists that don't have a faith. What are they? It's nothing to nothing to rejoice in. The deeper you get on the rabbit hole, the more depressed I would think you'd get. There's no turning around from this, you know? So uh, thank God well, for, for his well, word. They think they think God is an energy and he's up there. Uh, and you know what I mean? That's, that's what it happens is they, they, what happened is these, these big conspiracy theorists that they make videos and that, that got huge is they, they have a, uh, they have like a bait of throwing the bait out there for these people to, to follow. But then mm -hmm. they, they, they also disrespect the Bible. You know, they, they tell yeah. you about the conspiracy and then they, they suck these people in and then they show them that, Oh, it's all about, you know, astral projection. It's about, the S-U-N being the, the S-O-N being the S-U-N, they start contorting that. I noticed yeah. that. So there is definitely a niche for us to take that that part and show them that, that, that that's obviously a deception, big deception. Oh, let, let me give you a perfect case in point, if I could. But since you brought yeah. it up, you, you just said it. So you just triggered a thought like you usually do for me. And that is um, Graham Hancock has been a lot in, in the conspiracy circuits lately. The, the the journalist that has done several really good shows proving the cataclysm of, of the earth. And he ties what we would call the flood of Noah back into all these cultures. And so on the one hand, you're going, oh, that's cool. He's giving proof that there was a younger Dryas, you know, that there was a, a cataclysmic flood. All these cultures talk about it. He talked about sky people coming down, but he's an atheist. He denounces the very idea that there were giants. And so he's doing the same thing he accuses mainstream archaeologists of doing. And I think it's part of the deception. It's like a way to lure you into, oh, well, here's a guy with some credibility, but yeah. he's, he's going to discredit the word of God. And it's almost that bait and switch kind of thing, you know. That's how they do it. Yeah. yeah. Even even when you when you talk about like Richard Dawkins, like where he will tell you uh he's totally like all about evolution. And and the only way that he'll even budge in any way of any intelligent design is a seed theory of aliens coming down at some point, an intelligent 
beings coming down. So he's planting that seed that they want you to plant, uh, ancient alien, all that stuff. He'll plant that little seed in there. And, and I see that a lot, you know, uh, with, with science in, in general, you know, where they will, they will not budge. They're <clears throat> stuck on their ways. And uh, with their theories, I, I always call it, they're all just theories, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that is driving a wedge between uh, men and women that are in college or even in school between scripture and them, it drives yeah. a wedge when they talk about evolution, uh, the big bang theory, uh, for me, the heliocentric model, all mm. that stuff, I think is just a giant wedge. So when they go to the Bible and they start reading, uh, automatically they, they think that man is truth and God is a liar instead of the opposite, like yeah. God be truth and every man a liar. And it's very hard to, once they're indoctrinated to, to break that. I've been trying to do it a lot on my show and yeah. some people it's very hard to break. Some people it's not so hard to break because if you're, if you're diligent and your foundation is the word of God and you know that that that's the truth and God is the truth, no matter what, no matter what, right? Cause they yeah. can easily deceive us with videos, with pictures. They can deceive us easily. And our mind is like, that's what, that's what we're trained to do. We look on Instagram all day. People look, look, it's, it's, they, they're trained to believe that. But they gotta, you got to understand that it's, um, you know, everything we see with the universe, all the stuff that they show us and all that, it's, it's all CGI. <laughs> You're thinking it's real and, and it's, it's all to back up their theories. And, and I think that uh, that is the one huge strong delusions that I think that, that cause men and women that are in college or, or cause atheism, basically, in, in my opinion. Well, that, I, you and I have talked about this before, and you're absolutely right about the delusion that's coming. Uh, in, in fact, I contend, uh, and I'm not alone in this, that um, the, the, the evolutionary paradigm that's been so prominent for so many decades now, which was useful to undermine faith in God by the scientific quote-unquote community to, to attack Christianity indirectly, is going to flip, and the paradigm is going to change to that seeding uh, nonsense that's going to oh, ultimately yeah. take over and replace evolution. Because when we think about the fact that the beast comes along and the whole world wonders after him and worships him, well, that's going to be including the scientists, the atheists, the Muslim, the Jew, the, the, the so-called Christian, you know, the, uh, the, um, the Taoist, the Hindu, whatever. And yeah. what, what could possibly unite all these disparate factions into worshiping the same entity and it would have to be this alien deception that we've discussed more than once on your show. And Which they're uh, okay with. They're, they're very happy with, you know, and like you were saying, uh, we were talking about how they, they could suck you in. It, it's, it's the same thing, you know, they, uh, it, where some people will be like, okay, I'm a scientist. I'm totally stuck on science. Mm -hmm. So now I'm okay with theistic evolution now, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. This is, the, this is the tool that God used because they, they, they can't commit to just reading the, the Bible and like, oh no, Genesis is just an allegory. It's not, it's like, hold on guys, hold on a second real quick. Okay. So Jesus says that if you don't believe Moses's words, how are you going to believe me? Uh, yeah. you know, and, and the Bible would, would tell you probably like, Hey, I, I believe when, when God would talk to Moses on, on Mount Sinai, he explained to him how he created the earth, the heavens, the earth and everything. And I believe that that was given to him directly from God, a firsthand account. So what I'm going to tell you right now is if God was telling me something, I'm not going to write my own opinion on it and make some allegory and, and yeah. serve it to the people because God's going to hold you accountable for that. God, is, You're going to write every single thing that God says perfectly, 
And then, you know, because you want to make sure that you're representing God. And, and, you know, think about that. That is like when, when I read Genesis, I read it like I take it literal and I and I really, really appreciate. Obviously, it's, it's to, to worship the creator, not the created. But I take it in a different way that some people will take it like, hey, what happens is if, if, if something in the Bible doesn't line up with with science. So what they do is they filter science. Uh, they filter the Bible through science. And if it doesn't line up, then they're okay putting that part of the Bible away, maybe the 30%, and then only believe in 70% of the Bible. But with yeah. me, what I do is I filter science through the Bible, and if it doesn't line up, then for me, it's it's the man's a liar. God is truth. That's how yeah. I do it, you know? And, Amen. And I, I believe we should, if we do that with salvation and we do that with uh, sin, we do that with demons, we do that with all this other stuff, why would we not do that with the whole entire Bible all the way through, you know? I, I agree. And I think that um, it's always been the mistake, like you said, the theistic evolution, uh, that's a term you used, and it's always been the mistake to try to make the Bible fit science. I, I think that's done by well-meaning Christians, too, not just yeah. uh, people that are trying to prove the Bible wrong. For sure. Um, and uh, I don't think they mean to, but I think it's 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 the way that, uh, like uh, Timothy Alberino introduced the term to me of Christoplatonism. Uh, he's not the one that invented that, but the, the very idea that Platonic Greek uh, philosophy thinking in, in infiltrated the church, just as New Age thinking to this day is infiltrating oh, the church. And things definitely. like yoga, things like crystal healing, things like Reiki, uh, whatever, um, <laughs> are, are definitely being, true. <laughs> yeah, they're being embraced by Christianity. And and I've of course I've talked to numerous guests that have escaped from that deception. And you know, it, it's amazing how. I guess I'm going to say the word naive, mm -hmm. uh, the Christian church has become. But I, I think we talked about this, too, with other of your guests. The Laodicean age, you know, seems yep. to be what we're in right now. And it's that lukewarm um, group of Christians that seems to not be hot or cold. You know, Yeah, I think I think it has a lot to do with um, I think it has a lot to do with the way American society. I don't know because I've never lived in other countries for long enough to know. American society, the, the hustle and bustle is so great, yeah. you know, and, and we've been taught to do certain things a certain way. And it's so great that um, that we don't understand how much real estate that we're giving uh, things in our life. Like we give a lot of real estate to our job. We give a lot of real estate to our family. We give a lot of real estate to uh, cleaning the house. We give a lot of real estate to trying to keep up with the Joneses. We give so much real estate to the devil, which is all temporal stuff that has yes. nothing to do with the eternal. And then we'll, we'll give God literally uh, an hour and a half on Sunday. And we let that, that pastor on that church, there's 45,000 denominations is what we got to keep in mind. And that pastor is limited to a certain denomination in some yeah. ways. And then he's limited to a certain scripture to teach you. And then he's limited to the board of representatives telling him to stay away from these subjects. And he's limited to all this stuff. Or he finds he a new church. <laughs> yeah. He has to go up there and speak to you. And it's mm -hmm. filtered so much already before it comes to you. And you yeah. take what that man says and you, and you put your salvation in his hands instead of yeah. you knowing that salvation is between you and God, not between you, your wife and the family. And God. no, it's between you and God. What you did with your life, how much really, I mean, how much time you gave him. So you take what he says, and then they'll go. No one really, a lot of people, I'm not saying nobody, but some people don't go home, take what he says, and study it for themselves and find out yeah. what God is telling you. Because it's it's probably tough being a pastor. And I love you guys. I'm not 
I'm not trying to put you guys down at all. I'm just trying to say that uh, you probably people know that whatever your pastor's teaching you, you need to you need to find out for yourself. It's just like the news is speaking to you, and you're just believing the news. Can't do that. <laughs> you got to make sure you study it for yourself and do some research. If you That's do right. that, you know it's study to show thyself approved. Is it, it's it's there for a reason because God wants you to find out what the Holy Spirit wants to tell you because. Um, there's a lot of times in my life, especially doing podcasts in this show, and I'm sure it's the same with you, Scott, where you start having guests on and you're like, I'm questioning like, wow, what, what, what Calvary Chapel has always taught me or what my, my church has always taught me. I'm like, I've always gone to a non-denominational Calvary Chapel because my dad always told me to go, right? And that's what always happens. So there's just, I've had people on my show that blew my mind where I'm like, wow, because, uh, you know, for example, like, how end times, how I used to you know, interpret the end times or how I still interpret it a certain way, but I have, I have people that make me question certain things that I used to always uh, just have as doctrine or dogma, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I can attest to that. I, you know, I have, um, you know, I shared my, my story plenty of times on my own show, but um, having been instructed in a doctrinal teaching that was non-denominational and very Bible focused and centered. You know, when you mentioned rightly dividing the word of truth, study to show thyself approved, that was our focus passage. You know, that was sort of like the, the, the verse that summed up what we did, but you know, the irony of that was they, they took it to such an extreme. and, And I taught this for years and I've been correcting it ever since I saw that there was error there, but it was sort of like, um, it became a hyper dispensational, kind of thing. And I didn't see that I was involved in that until the Lord finally had to hit me over the head. But uh, I remember um, the, the the verse they used a lot was from Paul's travels in uh, Acts 14 to Berea. And uh-huh. it says the Bereans were more noble than those at Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures and they uh, received the word with all readiness of mind. And we claimed that term, we're Bereans, we're Bereans. <laughs> but in the truth, we were doing the exact opposite of that. We were continually <laughs> repeating what men have taught us instead of doing the due diligence like you're talking about. So even seasoned so-called veteran Christians can fall into that trap of sort of a myopic mindset. Yeah. And and it's just another while of the devil to keep you distracted from truly being edified by the word of God. And I want to come back around to your um, rap um, talent and gift that you have, because you mentioned that. So did I understand in your, in your telling that you were rapping prior to going into the army? right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then once you got to the army, that's somewhere around the time when you came to know the Lord and change your de- yep. your decision about how you were going to do things. Um, <clears throat> were you then rapping in uh, while you were deployed or while you were, excuse me, uh, still in service? Yeah. Cause we get bored. So like we have 12 <laughs> hours of, uh, and, and we basically wait for helicopters to come in. So once the helicopter comes in, it's all about running out there, you're geared up, ready to go. But we're waiting. So in the meantime, you know, we get bored. So people would like say, like, you know, what do you do? Whatever. I'm like, oh, I, I, I could freestyle. Okay, cool. So people would just get in a circle, and I would just rap mm. for them and and have a good time. Um, but like, word got around to the uh, the pastor, um, and um, yeah, basically he just like he's like, hey, so you rap? You have a talent? He's just basically just trying to get people to to do the talent show. You know, he wants to make it a good show. And uh, so yeah, that's. And I rapped ever since I was 14, and I used to be able to just freestyle without even writing anything down. I could still do that now, but um, I would just – that would be my talent is just freestyling, and people would be amazed. Like, wow, you could just talk without 
you could just rap without writing anything. And then um, I learned now not to do that because it's just you become when I freestyle, I'm, I'm, I go back to my secular ways instead of sticking with God. Right. So oh, the devil yeah. gets a little involved. So I just I just write now only. And, and when I go to the studio, I have it all set out, ready to go. And it's it's all structured uh, song like you're supposed to be in the studio instead of just. I'll write the hook before and just freestyle the verses, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I love how uh, saints can redeem back uh, the, the Satan's control of the music world, so to speak, which he clearly does. Yes. Uh, but that, you know, God created music. So we, if we redeem it back and use it for his glory, uh, praise God. And even though we, we all have different tastes, I mean, I'm a jazz guy, you know, and, and you can rap. I love jazz. The, I love blues. I love, I love yeah. all, all types of music as well. You know, I, it, it, you know, it's it's tough, <clears throat> and even with rapping, I, I don't, I haven't really done it lately at all. Once I started doing the podcasting, I kind of, I, I cut away from it. it. It's hard because it's an ego, it's an ego filled uh, arena when you yes. when you're doing rap, and I don't like that. So I'm trying to, if I do make a, a song, it's just featuring on someone else's, uh, someone else's song, and I'll try to just make it all God focused, and that's it. Yeah. You know? I, listen, I can relate to that being uh, in the music industry myself years ago. Um, I was never a, uh, I, I guess I was never an artist and a focus. I was always a side musician, but even the, the, the guy in the band on the sideline, you know, gets addicted to that applause. Of course. And it becomes about you. And uh, I had to make that decision that this is not the life I want. Um, and, and so, um, we've kind of discussed some of this, so I don't want to, um, repeat myself, but, what impact did your faith have on your service in the army? I mean, you, it was army, right? You were, yes. when you were, yes. you were, I mean, did, did, um, did it have, were you ever deterred? Did you feel hindrance in the army uh, openly worshiping and, and sharing your faith or was it helpful to you? Did it, you all talked about the discipline. So I know that was a benefit, but in other ways, did you find um, a, it's very, effect? it's very hard because, uh, everybody smokes, everybody dips, everybody cusses mm. and nonstop. You're around people that are, that are, that are still, uh, have that on the block attitude, I guess I could call it where they're just constantly just in, and, and, and some people, and there's a lot of pressure on people too. So, uh, a lot of people are depressed. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot. And, and I continue to, to share my faith with people, but, um, I think the military is tough because, like I said, there's a lot of pressure. A lot of people are, are still they cuss and, yeah, it, it hinders your 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 faith because you're just around that all day long, you know. And as I, you listen, start changing, I can't right. imagine because I've never been in the military. I've never experienced boot camp or anything like that. Uh, but you hear the stories and you see movies, and I imagine it's got to be something like that. Um, but I've even worked uh, manufacturing jobs online where that same environment was there just the 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 language the the coarseness and it wears your spirit down i so i can't imagine what it's like if it's 12 hours a day six days a week <laughs> yeah when i was <laughs> deployed it was definitely a lot of that and a lot of uh you know paul you, paul does you don't want you, you don't want to be around dirty jokes you don't want to be around certain things you know and, and it, yeah. that's what you're around all day so um for me when i had when i had my daughter uh that's what that's what drove me just to say you know what I'm done I already yeah. I served uh, six years and and I did uh, two years inactive uh, reserve and I was uh, I didn't want to deploy anymore I didn't want to leave my my daughter once I had her I was like 100% dedicated and then I had two more so I mean I couldn't imagine leaving <laughs> are them. you a man in a house with four women yes 
And my, oh, my goodness, a female too. The one back there, my little husky's a female. Uh-oh. And I got a female cat, and I got a little female, female chihuahua. It's like, it's like it's all female. Well, you are you are doubly blessed and doubly uh, gifted, but at the same time, uh, you've got some challenges ahead of you. I've only got one daughter, and uh, I'll tell you, um, isn't it something they become your the light of your life? Oh my goodness, right? God is like, and and also you appreciate your wife even more. Because you go through that, that well, she's yeah. obviously had way more pressure than the men, but mm-hmm. you go, you just realize, wow, she had, she had my baby, you know, or our baby, you know, but it's just like, you appreciate her even more because of what she goes through and yeah. having, you know, all that pain and all that stuff that she has to go through. And finally the baby's out and you're just like, wow, you know, and then you just realize that she's not just like a, um, an awesome wife, but she's an awesome mom too. And like, well, I never knew she'd be like this. And and it's it's a lot of um God just lets you realize, you know, what life is really supposed to be about, you know, besides it, just you know <laughs> what yeah. I used to do. Anybody that would question that that our the women in our lives are not gifts from God truly doesn't understand what a blessing they are. And yeah, I've got two sons that are my oldest and the children, and then my daughter's the baby, but even if she wasn't the baby, I think it's just something about fathers and daughters, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's that special, I, I, you would just, you'd move heaven and earth to, to protect her and uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but uh, I thank God for that. Um, so what led you to, you, you touched on it earlier when you said that um, you started putting your rap out there and, and you were putting it on conspiracy platforms as well. And finally somebody bit, you said, and, and uh, yeah. invited you to be a guest on your show. Was that what led you to start Christian and Conspiracy Podcast or were there, did yes. it lead, were there multiple things? I jumped on a show called Dangerous World Podcast and I was talking about, uh, I, I started studying like the power structure of like the Illuminati, right? But mm-hmm. I was just, I was showing them, like I started, like once I started studying that, I was like, okay, let me look into the Freemasons. Let me look into it. And what I <laughs> noticed at the very tippity top is, is, is all about Lucifer. The light yeah. bearer, and right. I'm like, okay, so if 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 that's if that's ruling all these all these uh, secret societies that you guys tend to act like you're against in a conspiracy world, and you're like, I, I can't, I don't, I don't, I want to expose the freebases, expose this, and expose uh, the the Jesuits, so, but they, they don't understand that Satan is at the very top. So, well, wouldn't you want to like start worshiping the opposite, worship God, you know, and yeah. and and start having being totally protected? I noticed that. Um, there's a lot of new age thinking and all that. So when I went in there, I was I was I was speaking and talking about you know about that structure and I, they're all intrigued. And I started talking about the Bible and and bringing it back to like you know what what it really is. It's God versus the devil, you know. And um and uh yeah, it just it just that right there catapulted me to another podcast. It was a legit bat podcast. And then and they they called me uh the gentleman the, the host of the show and said, hey man, the show's doing really well. You should start your own podcast. And I I, I took that very seriously when he said that i was like you know what uh maybe there's a niche for this you know doing a conspiracy and and the bible uh, and talk about conspiracies and then the bible as well and talking about god so that's what i did i just uh i talked to my brother i prayed about it you know god is this what you want and uh my brother was like hey i'll 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 do the bible study and you could do the conspiracy studying and then um we'll, we'll just mix it together with the excuse me, and, and try to wrap it up into one bow. So that's what we ended up doing. And uh, I've learned so much. I think we're on episode 122 now. And I've learned so much from yourself, from, I, I listen to your show too, like, and, and get, you know, get ideas. And, and, and I listen to 
you know, Ryan Peterson. I listen to Gary. I listen to all these different people. And yeah, and, and um, yeah, it's 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 an amazing uh, journey. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. You know, I have to say. Well, there are so many gifted people out there. And and, and I've said this before, and I think um, you've even alluded to it in, in different comments you've made as well. But it's almost like as we get closer to the end, which I believe we're clearly in the last days, you know, and it's almost you know, where Daniel said knowledge will increase. And we can talk about that being from a conspiratorial perspective, like AI and, and all that. But what about knowledge amongst his saints increasing to where we're now reading passages and go, oh, that relates to what's happening now. It's almost as though God's giving his his people, uh, his spirit of wisdom and understanding to help us to get through these times because we're about to go right into the time of Jacob's trouble. You know, uh, the world is anyway. And um, I think uh, men like you and your brother and and all the names you just mentioned, L.A. Marzulli, uh, what an impact they've had on our lives. Um, uh, Ryan Peterson, uh, uh, I just met Ali um, on, on the last Side round. Down. Oh, yeah. I can't say his last name, but what a what a right. blessing that was to meet Ali and and of course um, Gary and and so many others. It's like God is using these people today, all of us, to to help guide the church. Hopefully, open the eyes to some because He even said in Matthew twenty four, if it were possible, He could deceive the very elect. Yes. Uh, so I I just believe that um, we're being used, and I praise God for it. Yeah, I, I I praise God too, and and I like I said, I try to just I try to ask Him just to use this as a vessel, and and you know like keep the ego and all that stuff away. You know, uh, please, I don't I don't want that to happen. If that happens, I'll stop podcasting because it's the same thing with music. You know, when the ego yeah. started coming in, I'm trying to connect all these words and like which would impress a person instead of mm. you know just continuing just rap about about the Word of God. So then it's just like, all right, I got to take a break from that. And yeah. I, I like this. And this is also another thing that's awesome is, is it's basically just plug and play. I don't need to go to a studio and I don't have to pay for mixing costs. And and I was paying so much money out of out of pocket for for doing music. And as you know, it's a very expensive uh uh yeah. hobby very. that's taking money away from and food away from my children just to make, you know, just to make the music, which I'm, I'm I was okay with, but it comes to a point where you're like, this, like doing doing podcasting. I can, I, I think we can affect more people, and I think we could um, uh, help more people with an hour and a half show than than a, a five minute, four minute song. You know, I oh, I, I I agree because you can get, and not that songs aren't edifying, because believe yes. me, we're we're blessed deeply by uh, messages in in a in a in a uh, song that can just lift your heart, but. Um, you know, there, there's there's the uh, the edifying, soothing side of the Spirit of God, but there's the teaching side of the Spirit of God, and we we need to be grounded. You know, we need to be um, um, strengthened in our walk. Um, Josh, you um, when you were in the military, now you're currently not working, or are you like uh, active working. duty? No, 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 no. I, no, I mean not working in the military. Oh. Active duty? You're not active duty. 
No, no, no. Uh, I, I work for a water company. That's what I did when I got in the army. I, I, I went in as a, uh, for the water treatment training. And then I, I also became a fueler. So I had, I cross trained. I did, uh, I had two MOSs and, uh, that's what I do now. I work for, uh, the city, uh, as well, cool. we're contracted through the city. I work for Veolia and it just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's edifying because I actually, I joined the military for that training and then I got out, used my, my military training to get a job in the civilian world. And, and I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm done with the military. Hopefully, hopefully they never call <laughs> me back. I don't know well, what, what's going on now. <laughs> the reason I asked you if to make sure you weren't still involved is because my next question was going to be while you were in active duty, did you experience evidence of any conspiracies yourself? you know, working for the U S government? Like, did you, you, did you see UFOs when you were deployed? Did you see anything of of that kind? No. Um, I didn't have like a top secret, uh, security clearance, but Mm -hmm. I, uh, I had people that are in the military send me or that, that are out now they were out at that time, but they were higher, higher level that sent me information on why we're actually in Afghanistan and why we're actually in Iraq that, that really made me, you know, find out like, wow, what, what, am, what are we doing here? You know? But, okay. So that kind of made me uh, think like, dang, like you see that we're, you know, there was, there was a few things that, that, that I found out from them where it was like, uh, like the lithium that was in Afghanistan. Uh, there was like a, a trillion dollar vein of lithium in Afghanistan. Um, also the poppy, which is like the, the heroin, which would, which opium, would turn yeah. into the pharmaceuticals, which is opium. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, obviously the oil and all this, you know, and, and then I, I studied really deep into nine 11 and all that stuff. And I'm just like, man, it's, it's very tough, man. When, when, uh, bef- when before I used to think of America a certain way. And then when you, when you go and you study America and you find out like when we came over here, I'm thinking it's all Protestant, it's all Christian. And then you find out that it's more of a Mason Freemason. Oh, yeah. And, uh, even when they built the, you know, Washington D.C., all this, they have all these different um, worship of Baal. You got the Washington Monument. It looks it's like a giant phallus. Which before oh, yeah. before you study that, you don't think that. Uh, and then and then it's like I think it's six thousand six hundred sixty six inches tall, and it's sixty six uh, by six feet wide. Oh, the, you know, the numbers are there. Side. And then you yep. got George Washington at the very top. And then if you go into the Capitol, you got George Washington looking like a god. And that's what they want you to become in Freemasonry. Yeah, is the god. apotheosis got- of George Washington, right? Or if, if I'm saying the yeah, word right. there's The deification, there's, the turning into a god of George Washington. That's what they want. And Freemasonry, yeah. that's what they say. You know, you can become yeah. god. And then that's what it says in the Bible. You know, Genesis, you know, you're just Genesis 3. They're talking about uh, you could become like god. And it's all Gnostic. Oh, yeah. And then you just like. You find out all this stuff and you're just like, wow, so I'm fighting for these politicians that, first of all, most of them never served in the military at all. And they're making yeah. decisions on sending a troop from one point to another into battle right? and you're going to go and die for that. And then you're, you're thinking you're dying because of a, of a, of a good cause. And, and most of the time, if you study what we've been going to war for, most of the time it's a false flag and that country didn't even didn't even do what they said that 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 we're we're having a war for. And Absolutely. Just, so that that's what that's what kind of drove me away. Not not the the whole what I, what I found in, as far as UFOs or, or certain things. What drove me away is finding out what the true intentions of these politicians and the true intentions of these people that are running uh, the military what they truly are. 
And also, how many of them are holding positions in Freemasonry? How many of them are holding positions in, you know, maybe Rosicrucians or higher up uh, secret yeah. societies where their whole thought process is not of God, but it's actually of Satan, and they're actually doing Satan's work. And, and they're selling it to the public and to us soldiers as we're doing God's work. We're helping, you know, and we're fighting against oh, yeah. terrorists. When they're the terrorists, to be honest, I, I think that's exactly right. That's how the entire nation is brainwashed, in my opinion. That that uh, you know this um, what was the what's the term they used? Not manifest destiny, but uh, uh, the one that tells us we're we're the supreme nation or whatever. I can't think of that oh, word. It's I'm drawing a blank uh, suddenly, it's, but well, it's okay. I, it's people. I think the people that the guests, I mean, the the listeners would understand, you know, of of what what we've been sold. You know, that we're the oh, Christian yeah. nation. We're Christian, and yeah. and and that's a part where that's sold too. Is like Republicans and and conservatives are Christian. Now, there's a lot of Christians that 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 lean conservative. You know, mm. but you got to understand that what happens is there's right wing, left wing. For me. It's, I believe it's like the same bird. They all have the same common ground. And right now, especially as as you know, Scott, is this there's just a new world order where they're all working together and 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 they're just selling, they're just basically it's like a magic trick where they just take some people and they're like, hey, look over here as they're passing all these bills. And then they take the the right side and they're like, hey, look over here, and then they're passing all these bills. And they're all just trying to obviously, they're not working for 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 God, right? And they try okay, to it's use deflection. It. It's deflection yeah. to to not see the true, <clears throat> excuse me, the true thing that's going on. In fact, uh, I'll go as far as to say that I I believe, and I'm uh, you could comment on this if you want to, but um, you know when Jesus Christ had his earthly ministry in Israel, there appeared to be a an explosion of demonic activity because he healed. Mm. all manner of sickness and disease and um, cast out devils. Um, and if you think about it, the, the, if the Nephilim are the, the, the giants uh, basically are the, the origin of demons uh, because even the book of Enoch, which is the only reference to it that we have, but we will use it for the sake of argument that the unclean spirits or the devils are the disembodied spirits of the deceased Nephilim. Uh, well, even the Nephilim in the land of Canaan, there was sort of, they, they were focused there, centered there. There was an explosion of Nephilim activity during the conquest. And of course, God used the children of Israel to cleanse the land. Um, so with those two as examples, and based on Ecclesiastes, nothing new under the sun, right? Yeah. Um, it would and make it even sense. Says, whatever happened now happened in ancient times is, is when uh, you finish it, that verse off, right? So then you're exactly. like, Whoa, well, so okay. what I was going to say was, um, if the Lord's about to return, isn't there going to be an explosion of demonic activity again? And where I'm seeing it concentrated right now is in power. It's politics. Oh, yeah. I, I can look in their eyes and tell you they're either brain dead like our current president or oh, they're, they're, they're demon-controlled like most of yeah, Congress. I think they're controlled. I, I believe that. I believe personally that, uh, you know, in, in Hebrews 13, 4, it says, you never know when you're entertaining an angel. Mm -hmm. um, I believe I even ask this question a lot because my mind thinks uh, differently than some people. But I believe that the devil can come in human form. Like if you mm -hmm. look at what how, what do angels do throughout the Bible, like they're able to eat, they're able to grab, they're able oh, yeah. to 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 
you know, even when Jesus came back, he was able to eat. So I think when, when angels come to earth, they, they have to be in human form. Right. And I, that, yeah. I believe that is happening. And uh, I think that there is a fallen angel over each, uh, you know, each government. And I, I do believe that they're all working in tandem. And even when us uh, as individuals think that, you know, it's uh, Russia's fighting Ukraine and China's fighting Taiwan and America hates China, but behind mm -hmm. the scenes, they're all meeting in a room like the trilateral commission or like the CFR and they're all meeting in a room and they're, they're friends and they're probably, they're making moves just, just to, you know, just to finally make the end times happen, you know? And yeah. I, I think the devil is definitely at the top If if you look at all the secret societies that, and, and if you look into secret societies, you're going to see that there's like, um, uh, you know, like there, there's going to be different, countries working together the black nobility they're all they're all together you yeah. know it's not about like all we are are just we are just basically funding all this action happening with our with us on a treadmill every day running after that prize that we think we're going to get that bonus and we're funding all these actions that are happening in the world and i'm telling you that a lot of these actions that are happening are planned events i believe and it's just it's just what is supposed to happen. And I believe God is ultimately in control. So that's Amen. a great thing. But uh, I do believe that the well, like you said, that they're they're and they're using on the conservative side, uh, the Bible and Christianity as uh, as a catapult to help their election out. If you are really 100 percent Christian, if you are any any politician that's listening right now, you would make abortion illegal no matter what. You know, you would you I, definitely I, I would argue you wouldn't be in position at all. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you won't saved. be able to. Oh, you're not going to be able to be in that. Oh, I I believe that, too, as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and every single if you go back to even uh, secret societies in college, there's actually secret societies even in high school. I even yeah. studied that. And and, and that's wow. like George Bush, uh, George Bush Jr., uh, oh, yeah. uh, Jeff Bush, all these people <laughs> were. were I'm talking about even in high school, Scott, yeah, all the way wow. back to high school. And there's like eight preparatory colleges where you're going to see the, I mean, preparatory high schools where you're going to see people go from uh, like uh, even the gentleman that created uh, Facebook. Uh, you're going to see all these different politicians filter through these eight preparatory schools. And then they go to these colleges and they're all getting tapped into these secret societies like the Gridiron Club, like. Uh, you know, uh, the pigs club in Harvard and all these different secret societies in college. And then they get picked to become a uh, representatives of, uh, you know, state representative, uh, judges, lawyers, all these different positions. And they're all used for the same. Well, exact, let, let me, let me uh, follow stuff. up on that, that thought, because you bring up an interesting point and, you know, you've got all these different factions, these secret societies. Now I call them collectively the satanic global elite. <clears throat> yep. But it's not like they're one-minded. I think they're all vying for control. Maybe Lucifer is the top dog behind the scenes manipulating them, but I don't think that necessarily Rosicrucians want what the Bilderbergers want, although they have similar goals. But I, I think ultimately one would love to be the top dog. Now, they're clearly dividing us against each other to distract us from the truth of the spiritual warfare, so mm -hmm. they're promoting the idea of left versus right, racism, whatever, the transgender whatever thing. Want. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but author Sylvia McKelvey, who wrote the book Storm on the Horizon, has been a guest on my show a couple of times. And she's a fascinating MUFON-trained um, investigator. And she posits this really interesting idea. She says, you know, just as nations are factions fighting against each other, 
even though there's allusion to that. Just as secret societies are different factions that could be vying for top dog control, why couldn't satanic entities be doing the same? You mentioned earlier about uh, the angels over the nations. I completely 100% agree with you on that. And in the book of Daniel, when I think it is Gabriel that came down to speak to him, he said he was hindered by the prince of Persia. For 21 days. Yeah, 21 to think about that. And he had to call Michael to come and help. Now, think about this. Think about this. So where were they fighting, right? Where were they fighting? Where were these fighting? I think they were fighting in in the heavens, in the aircraft. Yeah, so this is what we got. We've got to understand that. uh, Chariots. (laughs) Their fight, it took them three weeks to travel through what to get here, you know? That's that's what people need to understand. But I think it's really... uh, well, let, let me let me finish let me finish the thought real quick because oh, the yeah. question Sorry. yeah what you want to say I think is going to tie into the end of my question, and and that is um, do you think that that just as later on the Prince of Persia was replaced by the Prince of Grecia, there's satanic fallen angel entities that want to be top dog the next in line the 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 number one commander under Lucifer. Yes, I I believe that part of the lie that Satan told these fallen angels is. You could become like God. You're going to be worshipped like God. So I can make you Horus, and I'll be mm-hmm. Osiris, yes. and I'll be I'll be this. I'll be Apollo. I'll, let's in Hindu. There's a million gods. So you could be mm-hmm. this god, this god, this god, and I'll be this god. And and maybe sometimes he'll take a lower seat that the devil because I think part of the illusion to this, these fallen angels that did fall is these humans are going to worship you like God. And that's part of the, the lie that, you know, the, in Isaiah uh, 14, where he wanted to be. So I think he's taking these, these fallen angels and putting them in positions like that, where they are worshiped and they feel like they're like God. And that that's part of the, the, the lie. I believe that the devil told them. Now, I don't have any biblical proof of that, but I'll tell you, I think that that is the way that it is. I believe that that was part of the, um, the, the, the sin or the temptation that he maybe gave them. You know, so yeah, I, well, think I completely that, agree with that. It, we see the evidence when he talked to Eve and Adam and said, "You shall be as gods." Yes. Why, why would he change his tactic if it worked before? You know. Yeah. So to me, he made the same promise to the fallen angels that joined him in rebellion. I agree. Yes, one hundred percent with you. And we gotta we gotta think about it too. Uh, I think when that happened, now you see, like in in one six, Job one six, where Satan is there with the sons of God, right? And mm-hmm. and he they're able to be in the court of heaven speaking to God. So they're not kicked fully out of heaven yet, like we think. You know, Revelation twelve, I think it's twelve nine or something, where they're fully kicked out. Right now, they're able to go and speak to God and, and hey, I want to tempt uh, Scott right there and Josh. Look at them talk about you as if they're great. Look at this. Let, let me just tempt <laughs> them. Let me do this. Let me do that. You know, I believe that that's still happening right now right. Uh, until Revelation 12, where they're actually fully kicked out of heaven, not able to travel. And the crazy thing about it, Scott, is he talks to God and says that I'm able to travel uh, into heaven, on the earth, and in the earth. So, that's one question we got to ask Christians out there, guys, what's in the earth? You know, I, if you read the Bible, it's, it's talking about what's down, what's in the earth, shield, oh, yeah. you know, what's in the earth. So science is going to tell you that there's magma and you're going to even have to take a science test on it on on how what the temperature is in the earth, like as if they actually know when the furthest we've ever gone down is going to be uh, eight miles. Right. So we haven't have even no penetrated clue. the crust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
that's another thing you guys gotta understand. The Bible talks about even Jesus talks about it being down. It says that he descended into the earth and he ascended to heaven. So I want to ask you guys another question is um if you know with our, our globe spinning and all that stuff that they say that it is, uh what's down and what's up? You know, if if it's spinning and it's down here and you go and and you, and it says he ascended up, he'd be ascending down. It would have to be so. I think there's a lot. Of, <laughs> I don't want to get well, into let, it, but there's a lot to no, it. No, let, let's talk about that just for a moment because we'll we'll be reaching our hour here in just a minute. But I'm glad you brought that up because, as you know, we briefly discussed this before. I mean, I don't uh, subscribe to the flat Earth uh, belief, and my uh, my podcast audience knows that too. But yeah. I, I'm happy to entertain the thought about it. And so, let me ask you: you you do hold a heliocentric view? No, um, I mean, not, not a heliocentric, yeah, geocentric, okay. excuse me, I had it backwards, but, um, see up and down to me is not, uh, you, you know, like you're, you're not one that denies gravity, right? The theory of gravity invented by Isaac Newton. So there's some people, <laughs> flat earth people that kind of say some things that are t- completely oh. incredible. You're not, you're not, where do you stand on the idea of gravity? Well, it's the real, idea right? of gravity for me is, uh, I don't believe that the Bible, what I do is I just take what the Bible says. Now, Isaac Newton, this is another thing that people need to understand is if you, you need to study each individual character that you've heard of in history and find out what they're about. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac Newton, I, I know that some people will say that he wrote all this stuff about Christianity and all this stuff, but then you could draw him back to to being part of a cult and secret society, just like you could do that with Copernicus, just like you could do that with, um, uh, you know, Copernicus was a Jesuit priest, right? So we have him. Uh, we we have even the gentleman that came out with the Big Bang Theory. He's Jesuit trained priest. Uh, you have a lot of secret society involved. So for me, what I do is I just take what the Bible says, like I told you in the very beginning of the podcast, and whatever the Bible says is what I believe. And in the Bible, if you look up like Joshua, it talks about um, him asking the the sun to to stop, you know, for until he avenges his enemies, right? To stop mm-hmm. moving, right? Uh, it's going to be uh, Joshua uh, ten twelve. It says, "Then I spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord de- delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still, thou upon Gibeon, and and thou moon in the valley of Ajon. So now we have the sun and the moon stopping in two geographical locations. Uh, if you go to uh, Habakkuk. 311, it says, the sun and the moon stood still in their habitation at the light and thine arrows they went. So now you have the sun and the moon stopping in, in, in Habakkuk as well. And in Isaiah, you also have the sun moving backwards uh, 10 degrees. Now in the Hebrew, when you talk about the sun going down, uh, if you could draw it back to it going away from you. So what, for me, uh, also, if you can see that the earth was actually uh, created uh on you know the first day right i know that there's some people believe in the gap theory and all that stuff um that the continents came up on the third day the the plants and vegetation came up on the third day the seas were created on the third day but the sun the moon and the stars also were created on the fourth day um Mm. several verses that you have where it talks about the earth being fixed and immovable uh, First Chronicles 16, Psalms 93, t- 1, uh, Psalms 93, 10. It says he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. You know, so I just believe that there's more geocentricity in the Bible. Um, I could go through several verses on the firmament and all that stuff. We don't want to get too crazy. Well, let, let here, me do but- this. 
because my question was about gravity, but you you kind of you answered it with a different uh, uh, perspective. So since you brought up the earth being immovable in Isaiah 24, it says, behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And later in the same passage, he says, the earth shall reel into and fro like a drunkard. That's not immovable. Okay, well, so are, also, are we are we misunderstanding the use of that? And I'm not. We're just playing devil's advocate here because what I'm trying to get across is there's clearly figurative language in the Bible. I don't believe it's figurative when he said the earth, the the sun and the moon stood still in their place. I believe that literally yeah, happened. That's a prayer. But from, that from say, the yeah. but from the perspective of the occupants of the earth, that's exactly what they would see, even if it was a sphere. So we yeah. can't necessarily dismiss the idea. You know, well so, we should. Well, how, do you gotta, how does something turn upside down if it's a flat disk? And I liken the theory of this geocentric model well, it, to like a snow globe. If you turn it upside down and there's no gravity, what happens? Everybody falls well, off of it. I well, what would happen if the Earth stopped moving? Like it would have to happen in Joshua. If you if you if you study anybody that if you want to believe the scientific uh, community about the heliocentric globe, it says mm -hmm. that everybody on Earth would fall off the Earth. If if the Earth stopped moving, and what would have to happen right there? There's is, not a verse that says that. Uh, that what? That everybody would fall off the globe if the Earth stopped moving. Uh, well, the science no, may say that, there's but not there's a, no. Yeah, there's no verse that says that the Earth is is, is rotating around the Sun at all at sixty six thousand six hundred miles an hour, or that it, it it does talk about the Moon and the Sun moving. And it and there's several verses that says that the earth is fixed and immovable. I have to study the verses. Can you send me those verses, Scott, so I can I can see what you were talking about there? Yeah, I absolutely will. And it, like I said, and my audience would know we're not here to get into a debate about the flat earth nope, or not. No problem. But but we just wanted to mention that because I've studied it quite a number of years, and uh, I've come to the conclusion it's, that it's that interesting. Just, yeah, it, it gets. Really I really love the discussion, frankly. And and actually, yeah. now that you mentioned it, and you even suggested this before we started, John. That we might even do an entire episode on this because I think yeah, that people have asked I me go a lot and go to and go it, on, on on this and I and like yeah. I said I don't want to focus on uh, the created I want to we, we like to focus on the creator so when we yeah. when we talk I love it but yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff in the Bible you know and and I personally like you said about gravity and all that stuff I mean uh, there there's some interesting stuff man uh that that i well, they, i just and, and focus just, more on this than that you know? I, I do too and it's like like i said it's not a debate i engage in it's just uh it's just to me from a i guess i have a, a scientific oriented mind you know i like to dis to discuss it but it, it's kind of funny because did you happen to watch the spacex launch that just happened this uh yeah. past thursday i think uh, i didn't watch <laughs> it no but I, I believe me a lot of people sent me stuff on it and all that yeah yeah. Well, what I just I noticed that it was kind of funny because as uh, I was watching it in real time and uh, they they expected it to fail. I think at least that's what they're saying. But uh, it did accomplish one thing they did want, which was could they launch, you know, uh -huh. and uh, the, the, the booster rocket didn't separate. And at some point the whole thing blew up. But I noticed that um, while there were cameras mounted, you had the Earth cameras looking up as it went up right into the air, and then there were cameras on the on the fuselage somewhere that were looking down. One showing the engines that were supposed to ignite from the second stage, and uh, and it never broke away. But there was also a camera mounted on the fuselage that appeared to be pointed back down to Earth, and at some point they reached a height 
of uh, of uh, of attitude, I guess you call it. And I could see a curvature. Now, a lot of people will argue that's a camera lens or this or that, or the other. The fish but lens, it, yeah. yeah, but to me, it was very clear. But the, they have to be funny. so high to, to, well, to actually. In, anyway, what was so funny was that down. it then blows up. And yeah. the first thought that went through my head was, oh, they hit the dome. <laughs> the, the, well, and that's what some are going to say, you know. Yeah, yeah, they hit the firmament. Yeah. Right, so right. they know already how high the firmament is located if there is a, a, a solid dome. Because mm -hmm. uh, there's Operation Fishbowl, if you guys look into that, where they were shooting Thor missiles into the, the, the I would say, the firmament, personally. Mm -hmm. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they know how high it would be if it is a dome okay i'm just letting you guys know because they did shoot high high altitude missiles into it and it was exploding from atmosphere to atmosphere mm -hmm. and uh they would know how high it is so they need to know because if they're going to shoot a missile from america to russia they need to know how high it is too if there is a firmament right so oh good point. yeah hey yeah, would, so you, would you then say that um so when we were talking about the angels of like daniel persia and grisha uh would you then say that the fallen angels and satan and his entire army are confined within the firmament and that they can't penetrate the same. I believe whatever. that they cannot go to God's throne, which I believe God's throne is above the firmament. Because if yeah. you look at, uh, you know, Ezekiel, for example, he says he looks up in the firmament and he sees yeah. a, a likeness of a man on a throne. Right. So, right. Uh, and also there's different verses that would align with God being the most high, right? Why mm -hmm. is he called the most high? Cause he's at the highest point of creation. Right. Oh, I agree uh, with that. I, I believe that there's a court, which it talks about even in, in uh, uh, heaven's Revelation. court. Yeah. Uh, what about the divine council? What, what are they meeting? You know, it, are, I'm yeah. not. I don't think that those spirits could be outside of space and time. But so I do believe there's a court uh, that that Satan can go into, and that these these lying spirits can go into, and and stuff like that. And I believe that the fighting happens where the moon, sun, and the stars are located. I believe that's where that fighting is happening, and mm -hmm. and I believe that. See that it says that the in, in in Genesis that God put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm right now I'm standing in the room, so I think that they'd be fighting there. And above the firmament, uh, it even says it in um, David talks about there there being waters in the heavens. Uh, it talks about the firmament separating the waters from the waters. So I believe that there's going to be water, and above that there's a there's is God's throne, right? And and I I don't know how all that and works. I'll take the do. same I'll take the same passages that we could look at together where you might see just what you shared and I would see something slightly different using the yeah. same passage of understanding which for me would be uh there's three heavens yep which I think we'd agree with Paul talking up it. to the third yes. heaven I believe that the third heaven the floor is a sea of glass it's water uh -huh. it's water and that's the frozen deep uh, mm -hmm. And then between that and the earth is the second heaven, which is the universe, as I believe the Hubble telescope can show. And that's where these entities can occupy. Not that they're traveling millions of light years necessarily. Yeah. Because yeah. I know they're also deep underground military bases <laughs> where they're coming up out of there. And then, yeah. of course, the first heaven would be the the open firmament where um, and, and it literally says that the birds were created to fly in the open firmament of heaven. Well, oh. if there's an open firmament and the birds fly in the air, then it's not a solid thing. So we could take similar passages and, and view it different yes. ways, but yep. all to show you that even though we might disagree on a point, 
he's my brother in Christ. We're not going to dis- denigrate this, each other. Like there's no I reason said, to fight this, over this stuff, you know. All all this stuff is is stuff that that we've been taught in in school, and it's yeah. And the Bible it challenges the Bible. The Bible challenges it, and it's a wrestle, you know. Between obviously we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So, uh, yeah. but we just I and honestly, yeah, we we could. We could basically just share Bible verses and, 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 and interpretations, oh, yeah. and, and definitely we're brothers. And well, and let, let's make the, a let's I'm make a date. <laughs> yeah, let's make a date to come together sometime and and discuss that because you have such interesting roundtable discussions, and and of course we don't really get into that necessarily. You've got these topics that we come in with ready, and and I think the next one you mentioned is going to be on the Book of Daniel, and I can't wait. That's going to be fascinating. Oh, but uh, no. maybe maybe we'll have a time where we can come together, and I, maybe I could do a roundtable and have you come on. That would be a good idea. You'll think I'm copying you, but I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not. This is roundtable. Are, are are definitely uh, is not my idea. I just <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I, I know, just, I know. I was just kidding. And I've had <laughs> know, myself back when I was a pastor, and we had a church. Still, we had a roundtable that I really enjoyed. I had uh, men come from different uh, parts of the country that had different points of view, and we all agreed on the the gospel, and that's all that matters, you know. So, Amen. So, Josh, you've been so kind with your time. I, I've got one more question for you before we go because. Um, I, I just love what you're doing. I love the show, and, and I want to encourage my listeners to check you out, too. But my last question for you, and I know I asked you this the last time when we lost the, the recording, but should the Lord tarry, where do you see your podcast heading in the next five years? Um, well, I, I think that we're I, – I, I pray that God allows more roundtables. You know, I, I think I, I want to try to yeah. concentrate on having uh, uh, a lot of different – perspectives you know all in one uh podcast at one time you know we're we're we're, we're challenging each other we're, we're iron sharpens iron and amen and whatever man. comes out at the end is the finished product and i just i think that we'll continue to grow i hope and and really it's not about the numbers it's just about uh that one person that we we save or the one person that god saves actually and that we're, he's just using us as a vessel and i think in the next five years um i just hope that we're at a point where we're just um obviously more Christian based instead of just conspiracy. I, I want to get through these conspiracies so it's, I could just concentrate all week on Christ, on, on the Bible and on God. So hopefully Amen. we get to a point where it's just all Christian based and I don't have to go any, through any, any uh, conspiracies anymore. And it's all Christian based and we could just have Bible studies. And that's what I would like in the next five years where we're just, oh, our, awesome. our listeners are done with the conspiracies and they're ready just to hear the word. And that's it. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, I love that attitude you have, and I think it's uh, it's wonderful, um, and I encourage that, and I'll pray for you Please. and your ministry in that direction. But I will say this. I think that uh, this is true of every every Christian show that's doing something like this. Though we call them conspiracies, and they are, uh, if, if a, a, a sensational thought grabs your attention— and you go, what did he say? I want to check that out. And they listen. And while they're looking to explore that sensational thought, they're hearing you share the word of God. And it's bringing them to an interest in the Bible. And they're going, that's in the Bible? And before yeah. you know it, they're going to see that the Bible is all pointing to Christ. Then praise God for the bait. You know what I mean? Praise God if if it's like come to church and we'll give you donuts. <laughs> I mean, it, you may come for the donuts, but hopefully you're gonna you're gonna leave edified with the word of God. So Amen. never discount the power of being able to draw somebody in and then open their eyes 
to seek a deeper truth and a closer relationship with the Lord. And that's what I think is such a blessing about what you do and Jason and everybody else that's involved in this ministry. Thank you. Yeah. And, and it, that's really what it's about is um, I'm trying to bring the Bible into the conspiracy theorist home. And then I'm also trying to wake up the, the Christians that are, that are just asleep. Just yes. Know, amen. Not knowing that there's a spiritual battle, not knowing that, you know, that it is devil versus the God and everything we do, not knowing that the, the war started in Genesis 3.15, not knowing about Genesis 6, not knowing about so many things that are leaving them lost in the sauce and not understanding what they're going through. So when their their daughter is feeling depressed or they're feeling depressed, they're not knowing that that could be just oppression from the from a demon because their pastor is, is so concentrated on a certain subject that they're not exposing them to the spiritual battle. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it's really about, like you said, man, it's just really about helping people learn that the Bible is the truth. And like Amen. I said, God is truth and every man is a liar. And, uh, and you need to be challenged in certain areas of your life to understand that God is, is, his word never changes. Like everything else changes like underwear. God's word never changes. And that it's, it should be your foundation, your focus, and every single day learning the word Amen. of God. You know, get to get in to know God because you never want Jesus to tell you that that He never knew you. That should send chills up your spine. You know, if you and He's oh, talking yes. to Christians right there, He's talking to Christians saying that you prophesize in my name, you cast out demons, but I never knew you. Do you really want that to happen? I, I don't. I don't think you do. So, um, and I pray that that doesn't happen to me. You know. So uh, yeah, that's that's and. Really- and- I, I thank you for sharing that. And um, I tell you, um, I mean, here's the thing. I do believe that once you've trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are sealed to the day of redemption. So uh, once you make Christ be, as, and Paul said it best when he said, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Commit your salvation to the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll never have to fear any of those things. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do is with, with our with our podcast, we're trying to reach out to people and get them to see. And you're right. We're not just waking up those that don't know the Lord. We're waking up Christians to understand how real the spiritual battle is. And I was one of them. You know, I gave Ephesians 6, 12 lip service for years. Uh, and and when, then it finally it dawned on me, no, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and, and powers. And now they're becoming real to me. So thank God for your show, Josh, the Josh Mundy Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. Thank you for getting up so early, brother, to come and talk with <laughs> thank me. Thank you. The sun's uh, coming I up behind you, me. <laughs> I see it now. It's a it's beautiful light appearing in your back window there. And uh, But I just so appreciate you, Josh. Uh, give my best to your family, to Jason. And uh, I will see you very soon again on the next roundtable. And uh, for those of you that uh, are listening here, uh, Josh's um, uh, links, his his, uh, uh, website and everything about him, I'm going to put it in the show notes. Check him out. Give him a listen. I think you're going to enjoy what you hear. If nothing else, you're going to walk away with your mind opened. (laughs) So, yes, uh, Josh, thank you, brother, so much for being on Bible Mysteries today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And everybody, just if you want to subscribe to the YouTube, it's Josh Monday Music and Podcast. And if you want to look me up on any audio, uh, it's it's Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. But also, uh, Scott works very hard. You know, if you could leave him a five-star review on, uh, on Apple. Uh, you're on Apple, right? 
Scott? We're Apple, so. Spotify. Yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, leave them a five star review on Spotify and also uh, subscribe to this podcast and also share this podcast with at least one person and support this gentleman because he's definitely <laughs> coming with some amazing information and helping you guys get closer to the Lord. Thank you, brother. And hey, look, I think we got through the whole thing without a technical glitch. So praise <laughs> God. This, thank this God. This time you, it Lord. worked. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Josh, thank you, brother, so much. And all of you, thanks for listening today. You take care. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. 